Three brilliant ways to use audiences to improve the return on investment, the performance of your Google keyword campaigns. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar yet with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method. Could be email, SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different specialist to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month is all about Google ads. But before we get into that, I would just love to give a shout out to one of our listeners who's been kind enough to take the time to post a review of the show on one of the podcast review platforms. And I've got one of those to do today. So huge thank you to Eric Melkor in the USA for leaving a brilliant five star review on Apple Podcast for us. Thank you, Eric. Eric says, helpful tips for the busy marketer. The show does a great job of having guests from a wide variety of marketing disciplines. It's always good to get little nuggets of wisdom from those on the ground. And that is exactly what we're giving you in this episode. So this is one of our Google Ads episodes. A lot is changing at the moment in Google Ads land. So far, we've had an episode on the changes in Google Shopping. We've had an episode on the new opportunities with YouTube ads. Next week, we're going to be doing what's changing in keywords. But this week, we're looking at how you can increase the performance of your keyword ads with clever uses of audiences within your Google activity. It's kind of like one of those tabs in Ad Manager, which everyone kind of ignores in keyword land. Well, ignore it no longer because today's guest has three excellent ways in which you can improve the performance of your keyword campaigns, both the branded and the non-branded activity. And she's got some brilliant um, quick fire insider tips to share at the very end. So make sure you listen right to the very end when I will also be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you improve your Google ads even more. So go on, make sure you stay tuned right to the end. Do you want more from your paid ads campaigns this year? Are you tired of disappointing results? Are your optimizations delivering low to low performance improvements? If that all sounds familiar, well, it's because the game's changed, which means you need a chat with my friends at Digital Gearbox. They are masters in the art of pay-per-click marketing. Their expert team have helped transform businesses around the world with tried and tested strategies that actually get results. And right now they're offering a free one-on-one consultation to 10 ambitious Keep Optimising listeners looking to do great things in 2023. Now, only 10 of you can get this brilliant offer, so do not delay. Get your free consultation now by heading over to keepopt.com forward slash digital gearbox. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash digital gearbox. And let the digital gearbox team show you the true power of PPC. Today, I'm chatting with Google Ads expert, Nikki Eggy. Nikki leads the paid advertising team at Reload Digital, Europe's number one rated digital marketing agency for e-commerce and retail brands. Go team Reload. Since 2009, the clients they've helped include everyone from Wrangler and Arcatane to Emma Bridgewater and HarperCollins. Nikki is their resident PPC geek and moved from Australia to London six years ago to build the PPC team. Now, 
Now there is a massive commitment to Google Ads. Hello, Nikki. Hi, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. It is brilliant to have you on the show. Um, how did you get into Google Ads and fall for it so much you were willing to move <laughs> around the world to this cold, cold island? <laughs> um, yeah, to be honest, I kind of fell into it by accident um, as a classic sort of, you know, postgraduate, um, just whatever job I could find. And yeah, found Reload Media, which is our, um, I guess, our sister agency over in the Brisbane office. And um, I think they kind of recognised that numbers and, and data and sort of the more analytics side was definitely my forte. And through that, just, yeah, grew a love and passion for PPC and decided to bring it over here and, and build the team in, in our London office. It is an addictive channel and it, <laughs> things are never, never stop changing, do they, in Google yeah, World? Yeah, particularly this year, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we are here to talk about audiences, which is kind of one of those neglected areas of the Google optimization arena, especially when it comes to our keyword ads. So given all these Google changes that are going on, should we be paying more attention to audiences? Is this a big opportunity area or is it somewhere where we've got to be a bit careful in case things go wrong? Yeah, good good question. I think when it comes to audiences, you know, you've got the introduction of of all these wonderful automated bidding strategies, you know, maximize conversions and and all the rest that basically mean, you know, when you go in and you add an, an audience at an observation level and, and you go, oh, this this audience is com converting really well and you want to add a, a 20% bid adjustment towards it. Suddenly, uh, that that impact isn't quite there anymore, and and that's because those real time sort of automated bidding strategies are largely largely taking care of that for you. So it can be a little bit difficult for us to continue using those those uh, wonderful audiences. But I guess what we're here to talk about today is how we can actually take some of that control back from Google and sort of tell it where to put that budget, where to you know to have different sort of strategies or KPIs that are more aligned to our goals as a, as a business. So it's kind of like the finessing activity on top of your well-structured keyword ad activity. Exactly right, yeah. Excellent. Okay, so we're going to go through three ways we can do that finessing to improve our ROI. So what's the, what's the first one? Yeah, so the first one would be, um, my recommendation would be to start to segment your campaigns into new versus returning users. So like I said, you know, you're going to go in and you're going to tell Google, right, this is my branded campaign and I, I want to maximize conversions. And so Google's going to go, right, I, it is my, my only goal to maximize conversions within the budget you give me. Naturally speaking, it's going to fill from the bottom up. And it's going to start to, I guess, prioritize your ad delivery towards users that have already purchased from you in the past. And so if you've got a goal to sort of say your goal is new customer acquisition, it becomes quite difficult then for you to actually grow sort of the, the users that haven't bought from you guys in the past because Google is is sort of already filling the bucket of, of returning users. So what we sort of recommend is to actually duplicate your, your branded campaigns and to have one of those campaigns targeting only users that have been, you know, to your website and purchased in the past. And then the other campaign, which actually excludes those, those users. So then what we can do is we can go, okay, these are my allowables. These are my parameters for people that 
have already purchased from us in the past. And, and you might find that that, you know, we're not willing to, to bid as much or or maybe we even want sort of different copy towards those users. Whereas when when it's a new user that's not been there before, we're willing to, to pay a little bit more. We um, maybe want to have a different sort of ad message in there, like a, a new discount code or something that's going to attract them and to basically get them to convert. So it's just kind of taking a, a bit of control back from Google and actually separating them yourself so that you can dictate how much budget and, and sort of bidding strategies and other tactics that you want to deploy for, for each user. And the crucial thing in there, everyone, which I'm going to reiterate, because unless you do it this way, you are not going to get any of those benefits that Nikki just outlined, is two separate campaigns. One with the existing customer audience, one excluding the existing customer audience. If you don't do this at campaign level, you get basically none of those benefits. Is that right, Nikki? Exactly right. And I, I think one of the the things that we kind of see as like a commonly um, overlooked sort of thing here is, is people will add in those audiences at the observation level and they need to go in at the targeted level. So when you are sort of targeting just those users that have been to your website and purchased from from you in the past, we need to add in that that audience and the default will be observation level, which is basically you're not refining anything. You're you're just telling them, oh, tell me how many users are, have been to the website before. But we need to go in and go, nope, only target these users. And I think what's really interesting there is you'll actually start to see that things like your CPCs, your conversion rates, the metrics are so different for your new versus your returning. And you can actually start to get a bit strategic with it. Like uh, an example would be we, we've sort of found that that returning uh, customer segment tends to have a really high CPC when you're using a maximized conversion bidding strategy. But the, I guess the hypothesis would be here that if someone has purchased from you guys in the past, they're likely going to do it again if they're searching for your name and unlikely to go to a, a sort of a competitor or, or a reseller. So why are we aggressively bidding there if they're likely going to click on you regardless? So then you can start to look at going, okay, maybe I want to use a manual CPC bidding strategy where I can actually set the bid and go, Google, please do not go overboard with this. I don't want to be paying, you know, two pounds for a click. I want to be paying, you know, 20p. Oh, loads of great tips in there. Thank you, Nikki. And we mentioned this in the in the guise of a brand campaign. Would you use it across the other keyword campaigns? You've got anything that's performing particularly well? Might you use the same tactic on these campaigns as well? Yeah, so I think the 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 key um, sort of shining moment is is definitely the branded side of things. When it comes to unbranded or generic queries, I guess the, the theory would be that a lot of uh, users that are searching generically likely haven't actually purchased from you guys in the past. Otherwise, you would be in their consideration set and, and you would probably, they'd probably search for your brand name anyway. So it doesn't work as well when you do a sort of deploy on an unbranded side of things. However, if you are working with a brand that does have a lot of, I guess, equity, a lot of sort of recognition tied up with it and you have the volume, then definitely, um, yeah, do do go ahead and deploy it. But there are some other sort of strategies, I guess, that you can use from an unbranded perspective to, to boost up your ROAS rather than just the, the new versus returning. 
And I realised, listening to your answer, that obviously where we're really going after the turning customers is going to be on the branded search. Oh, Chloe should have realised that one. <laughs> um, Nikki, you, you teed us up really nicely to get into the second of the ways you're recommending we use audiences at the moment, because this takes us into the acquisition activity, doesn't it? So tell us about our, our number two audience strategy. Yeah, so the second one um, is kind of starting to use those prospecting audiences as an overlay onto your unbranded activity. And again, I'm not talking about the observation level here. I'm talking about the targeted level. And so I guess one area where we found this particularly useful is is for sort of premium or, or luxury brands. And I guess the reason is if, if you consider, let's say, like a, a luxury furniture brand as an example, you might have a sofa that's, you know, £10,000 or you might have an Ikea sofa, which is £500. But the kinds of searches that I guess a luxury consumer would actually, you know, plug into Google might not differ all that much from someone that wants to shop from Ikea. You know, they're not they're not giving it away. They're not going to be going in and, and, and specifically saying, I want an expensive sofa. Please only <laughs> show me those. Um, I wish I wish it were. If only. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's likely that, you know, they're going to be searching for sofa or, um, you know, white leather sofa. You might get a few, you know, velvet or luxury velvet, which is quite a nice qualifier. But generally speaking, their queries are going to be quite similar to that of a, a, a less affluent kind of um, customer and, and sort of brand. So one kind of uh, tactic that we would recommend is to continue to bid on those, I guess, broader queries, but to actually add a, a targeted audience overlaid onto that campaign to refine, basically cull that, that audience down for you. You know, particular audiences that you could add would be uh, certain sort of financial sectors or certain job industry, you know, verticals that you know are sort of more I guess, higher paying. There are also, uh, you know, affinity audiences or in-market audiences, which specifically say, you know, luxury shopper or department shopper. And you just start to apply these over the top of your, your search campaigns. And then Google won't necessarily show your £10,000 sofa ad to that, that IKEA sort of searcher. So just we're kind of setting Google up for more success by giving them a bit more insight into who our target customer is. Is would that be a is that an oversimplified way of explaining it? But or is that right? No, I'd, I'd say yeah, I'd say that's right. It, it is quite difficult when you are sort of working with you know luxury sort of brands and and you're wanting to explore that unbranded space to build your new customer acquisition, but you're having to sort of work with Google's machine learning with their their parameters and. Google doesn't know your customer as well as you do. And that's where you come in and, and you start to refine that that customer down and just sort of make the machine learning side of things a, a bit easier for them. And would you stack these audiences all into one campaign? So you find an in-market, you find an affinity, uh, you find some demographics that work for you. Would you stack it all up in one campaign or split it out? Great question. I, I would stack them purely for volume purposes. However, if you are sort of really tight on your budget, then you might want to sort of start with those audiences that you know, you, you've sort of tried and tested them, whether they be through your own research, or maybe it's through meta, or you've run YouTube campaigns in the past, and you know, they work well, then fine, go after them and then slowly build them out, you know, as you want, you know, the increased volume. 
but I would say for most brands, you would have to go in and add, you know, a, a few different audiences in there just to cast the net a little bit wider. Because remember, we're, we're targeting, you know, we're going from everyone to just targeting a few, you know, segments. So in that case, I would add sort of up to around 10 different in-market and, and affinity. And you can also add... Um, similar audiences as well. So that being, you know, when you upload your database or, or you have um, an audience from analytics and that will pull through and Google will automatically generate a lookalike audience, you can use that as well, but it is unfortunately on its way out. So it's another thing that Google is taking away from us. <laughs> really? They're getting, so they're getting rid of the lookalike or they're getting rid of the whole Piece. The lookalike, yeah, that oh, similar audience is being sunsetted um, as well, which is, yeah, not ideal, but <laughs> not <Damn> unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all it all goes again in the end, doesn't it? And exactly. And, and I guess if we're setting all these up as targeted level or, or target level audiences, then we can watch their individual performances. And if one of the ten or so that we've added in and stacked into that one campaign is performing really badly, we just pause it exactly right yep and you can just swap it in for a new one and it's just a constant sort of refining process until you find the yeah I guess the segments that that work well for you nice and of course as that works we can then roll that out across our other keyword campaigns as well this is good no duplication here just ROI (laughs) improvement Um, okay you've got a third one for us as well haven't you Nikki so what's our what's our third audience performance improvement tactic Yeah, so the third one is kind of a bit of a, I I guess, continuation from the last one, which is further refinement. So we got our unbranded campaigns, but we actually want to refine them to specific sort of uh, locations, so different geos. There's a couple of ways you can do this. Again, as I mentioned, we work with a lot of um, premium brands. And so we have the classic struggle of how do you make an unbranded campaign sort of ROI positive. We've got the audience side of things taken care of, but we can start to look at actually targeting specific postcodes within sort of your your area. So let's say it's it's London or, or the UK, and you can start to do your own research and figure out what of those postcodes tend to be sort of higher affluent areas, and then you can target those specifically. Because again, this is this is one up from from I guess what Google already does. We've gone into to campaigns in the past and had a look at proportion of of Google ads spend versus proportion of Google ads conversion value or, or, you know, conversions. And we've seen that they're not very like for like. You would like to think that, you know, with with all of its machine learning and, you know, these these wonderful bidding strategies, it would be more like for like. But, you know, often you'll have uh, a location like London, which is spending a lot because there's a a lot of, you know, population density is high. But actually, it's it's sort of cities outside of London that are bringing in the bulk of the revenue. So you can keep it in and let Google kind of figure it out. But. I guess this is an evolution. And what we're going to be doing here is actually going, no, 
I'm going to segment them out and I'm going to have two separate campaigns. I'm going to have one that specifically targets these prime locations, these high performing locations that are bringing in great sort of revenue figures or whatever it is, you know, your goal is. And then sort of uh, the, the rest that are high spenders that maybe we want to reduce the the bids on. So obviously, yeah, that works from UK based, but but also um, rest of world. And then I guess one tip is if you are outside of the UK and EU, then you do have the luxury of having the income demographic in there. So you can specifically target users that are in sort of higher bracket income or lower bracket income to sort of match that with your your price offering. Nice. And on this geographic one, because we're identifying poor performing areas as well as good performing areas, we're we're duplicating campaigns to control the bids like we were with the new and returning. Um, I love the fact you've mentioned the geographic because back when I had my marketing agency and we did a lot of this, geographic was like one of those sneaky little things we could pull (laughs) out the hat to improve performance. And and those of you, you know, who are thinking, oh, but it's only for luxury. I've seen this work on other accounts too. We we were running accounts for a, a holiday cottage agency who only had holiday cottages in Cornwall, which is the very so- far southwest of the UK for anyone who's who's got no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, the other end of the UK is Scotland. And when we looked at the analysis, we got really, really terrible return on bookings for Scotland. So we just turned off Scotland and magically our whole account um, performed better. You know, we did that a bit more granularly as well. And I suspect if you're a brand who has quite a localised following, you may find that if you've, you know, if you've got a lot of stores in Wales or something and no stores around the rest of the country, you may also find that geographic piece works for you. So it's, um, it's a really powerful bit of the targeting, isn't it, Nikki? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I mean, you mentioned um, in the intro there that we we work with Emma Bridgewater and similar kind of vibe. Um, you know, they they have a lot of heritage behind them. You know, the classic English English earthenware sort of mugs. They are heavily purchased from people you know in the countryside, and so it, it became about targeting you know them specifically and actually reducing the amount spent on on London, I guess, to to maximise that return. But yeah. You're, you're exactly right there. Yeah, go go analyse your geography, everybody, is what we're <laughs> saying. So, um, Nikki, you've taken us through three brilliant ways to improve the ROI of our Google ads. Um, it's been awesome picking your brains about these. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Nikki's insider tips on Google ads and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. Do you want more from your paid ads campaigns this year? Are you tired of disappointing results? Are your optimizations delivering low to low performance improvements? If that all sounds familiar, well, it's because the game's changed, which means you need a chat with my friends at Digital Gearbox. They are masters in the art of pay-per-click marketing. Their expert team have helped transform businesses around the world with tried and tested strategies that actually get results. And right now they're offering a free one-on-one consultation to 10 ambitious Keep Optimising listeners looking to do great things in 2023. 
Now, only 10 of you can get this brilliant offer, so do not delay. Get your free consultation now by heading over to keepopt.com forward slash digital gearbox. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash digital gearbox. And let the digital gearbox team show you the true power of PPC. Okay, Nikki, so far we've gone deep into audiences. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of Google Ads. So for the following questions, your answers can be anything to do with Google Ads, which of course includes everything we've already been talking about. Nikki, are you ready for these? Yes, hit me. Excellent. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? At the risk of sounding a bit cliche, I think you, yeah, you need to first define what success actually looks like for you. So I would, my, my advice would be to start with your goals. So how you actually set up your Google ads account and, and what sort of levers you decide to pull and, and, and things you decide to optimize is completely dependent on, on your allowables. So if your sort of primary goal is new customer acquisition, then you're going to be looking at investing more into unbranded search. You're going to be uh, opting into the new customer optimization objective. You're going to be segmenting your shopping feed to prioritize sort of those strong entry level products that you know have a good customer lifetime value. So that would be my best recommendation. And if I can offer a bit of advice, I, I, w- I would say go up and look up the OKR model. Um, it's something that we we use at, at Relo Digital, which is basically where you set an objective and then you have key results that, that sort of waterfall underneath that objective. So as an example before, you know, your objective might be new customers and then you would have a few different key results within that. So one of which might be performance max click share, Uh, increase that by 20%. Then your individual tactics, so all of your builds, your optimizations have to align with that specific key result. And if they don't, then they're not worth you doing. So it's just a really great model for making sure that everything you do has a role for fulfilling the overall business objective. I love that. That can never be said enough, Nikki. Um, Start with your actual goals and objectives. And that was OKR, wasn't it? The the model to look up. Okay. Um, Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? Testing, just testing, testing everything. Google, they've made it so easy for us to go in and set up an A-B split test uh, directly in the platform. So I'd be making full use of that. We've had some surprisingly positive results come off the back of just taking a punt on a split test. Like even, I guess, what we were talking about earlier um, with the different sort of audiences, you just throw a random audience in there. Like we had a skincare brand and, you know, we just said, right, let's just try financial services and see see what happens there. 40% conversion rate. And it was just so unexpected and the volume was there as well. And so that's just a great insight that, that you can then pull into the likes of Meta and, and all the rest. Um, and if I can offer a second recommendation, I'm being a bit cheeky now, but it would be to also collaborate with other channels as much as possible. I think you guys will be covering this in, in sort of uh, other sessions this month, but with the rise of Performance Max, it's becoming so difficult for us to actually optimize. So we need to be collaborating with our creative team to make sure, you know, they're factoring in performance max sort of ad specs when they're doing their own creative ad 
sort of refreshes for for paid social. We need to be collaborating with our SEO team to make sure that they're focusing on optimizing sort of all the same landing pages that we're going to be sort of using in our PMAX campaign. You know, this is a campaign type where we're losing quite a lot of autonomy. So we just need to be doing whatever we can to maximize, I guess, the few elements that we do still have control over. When the tips are this good, Nikki, you can have two. It's totally fine. (laughs) Um, If someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Yeah, uh, it really, I, I guess it depends on your your learning style and, and where you are at in your Google Ads uh, journey. I think if you are super fresh, and my, my Google rep is going to love me for saying this, but um, <laughs> I would probably start out with the Google Skill Shop just purely for, for getting those foundations in place to, you know, to learn the campaign types, the match types, the terminology. It is a really intuitive kind of resource. But then I guess when you do want to go deeper and, and get into the weeds and kind of nerd out a little bit as, as you will. Yeah, podcasts, great shout, um, such as this one, PPC Hero, they have daily blog updates. And my personal favorite would be Optimizer's um, PPC Town Hall Sessions. So they run them twice a month and it's just a, a webcast where they have their own panel of experts and they, they really get deep into a particular topic um, so you can get into the weeds of it. Nice. Loving those recommendations. Okay. It is finally crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months, if you dare predict it, that we should be getting ready for? Um, yeah, I think my my team is probably sick of, of hearing me say this, but I think, to be honest, maybe not six months time, maybe not 12, but certainly in the next couple of years, I personally think keywords are going to become obsolete. I think, you know, with the rise of performance max, it, it, it's growing, you know, more and more each each month, even when you ca- compare sort of stand or smart shopping and, and DSA last year to, to this year, you know, we did an analysis and it, it's almost doubled, you know, the proportion of revenue. So I guess my, yeah, my prediction would be, yeah, unfortunately, we're going to have to say goodbye to those lovely keywords, which is why I, I guess I said earlier, one of my best recommendations would be to collaborate cross channel. You know, you're going to have to be best friends with the SEO team and um, make sure that they're ranking for all those those queries that you're inevitably going to start paying for. Yeah, because if, if we're not setting up the keywords, Google is going to be making its own mind up about the keywords. Exactly. So the SEO on the website is going to play an ever greater part, which um, I... I, like you, Nikki, am a PPC or I'm a former PPC geek. Um, no one lets me play with it anymore. But, um, but my heart kind of dies a little bit thinking keywords are going. But I'm sure there's many of the audience who are going, what are they going to do it for us? That's amazing. <laughs> but, um, we shall see. We shall see what comes to pass. But I think you, you could well be on the money there. Um, Nikki, we're, really, we're very nearly even at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business if they want to get in touch? Yeah, sure. So yeah, uh, Nikki Eggy, Head of Paid Ads. You can find us on uh, LinkedIn or just jump to our website, uh, Reload Digital. Yeah, come have a chat with us. We'd love to hear from you. Brilliant. Nikki, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and for sharing three brilliant ways for us to improve the ROI of our of our activity without a lot of work. Um, so thank you for those. <laughs> no problems at all. It's been lovely being here. Thanks so much for having me.
awesome advice there from Nikki. Can you believe that's the first podcast interview she's ever done? Madness. She needs to do more of them. Okay, so three great ways of using the Google Ads audience activity to help you improve the return on investment, the ROAS, whatever you want to call it, of your keyword activity. So the first one was for your brand campaigns, duplicate them and have one that has a target level audience that is your past purchasers and one which has an exclusion at the target level of your past purchases. And then you can be in control of how much you're spending for the new versus the returning customers, what the bid strategy is, et cetera, et cetera, and what the creative looks like too. Then the second one was to overlay prospecting audiences over your cold, in inverted commas, keyword campaigns, the non-branded pieces. Start this with your busiest campaigns and you're looking to find about 10 audiences to add in as targets. So there might be demographic ones, there might be in market, they might be affinity, they might be lookalikes or similar to from your own data and so forth. And then thirdly, that geographic focus, which works great for for the uh, luxury brands, as Nikki was saying, it works great if you just don't get customers from certain areas, if you've got particular localities that are relevant to you, or like the Emma, Emma Bridgewater example Nikki mentioned, works great for if your customers tend to be in the country or if they tend to be in cities. You can, you can really finesse your results with that. So three great ways to do that. We've put details of that and links to the things we talked about in the uh, notes for this episode. You'll find those on the website. If you go to keepopt.com forward slash episode number, you'll go straight to the right page. So that's keepopt.com forward slash episode number. And make sure you put that in the URL bar because you put it into Google. It just won't work. Once you get to your web to the website, make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the things we share to help you improve your business and make sure you sign up to our monthly Q&A webinar. Yes, they are back for January. I've invited all our Google Ads specialists to join us for a live Q&A session, which is going to be your chance to get your questions answered. Just go to keepop.com forward slash webinar to register and then you can come along, bring all those tricky PMAX, performance max questions, audience questions, keywords questions, YouTube ads questions, bring all of those along to the webinar and our guests will answer them for you. Talking PMAX, in the next episode, we will be getting into performance max for keyword campaigns. That's the big area we haven't covered yet this month because of course we've already done an episode on PMAX or performance max in Google shopping campaigns which if you haven't heard it yet and you're running Google Shopping, you need to listen to that now. You can find all our Google Ads episodes by scrolling up your feed. You'll find them there or head to keepopt.com forward slash Google Ads to find our whole back catalogue of Google Ads episodes, including the Google Shopping one I just mentioned. And please tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing and the big changes that are happening in Google Ads at the moment. If you're not on top of them, you will be spending money you shouldn't be spending and you will be missing out on sales you should be getting. A lot is changing in Google Ads at the moment and that's why we're covering it this month to help you stay on top of it and keep your results up. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Do you 
want more from your paid ads campaigns this year? Are you tired of disappointing results? Are your optimizations delivering low to low performance improvements? If that all sounds familiar, well, it's because the game's changed, which means you need a chat with my friends at Digital Gearbox. They are masters in the art of pay-per-click marketing. Their expert team have helped transform businesses around the world with tried and tested strategies that actually get results. And right now they're offering a free one-on-one consultation to 10 ambitious Keep Optimising listeners looking to do great things in 2023. Now, only 10 of you can get this brilliant offer, so do not delay. Get your free consultation now by heading over to keepopt.com forward slash digital gearbox. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash digital gearbox. And let the Digital Gearbox team show you the true power of PPC.